What's brewing, ATX? Welcome back to another episode. I'm Ian Grossman, here alongside Craig Carlson. Howdy. Unfortunately, we're without our third co-host, Jonathan, today as he's embarked on a European vacation, so we'll be holding it down. He's in Stockholm, Sweden right now, oh, nice. posting pictures on Instagram. What's he eating, waffles? Probably, while well, we're sitting here in 104 degrees. <laughs> today, we've got a very special guest, Kelsey Kennedy a food and lifestyle blogger here in the ATX, and now we can add author to that title. Yes. More on that later. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. This is going to be a good one. Uh, In today's episode, you'll learn what it takes to become a successful food blogger, where you need to eat now in Austin, Mm -hmm. and where you can find her new book, Austin Food Crawls. Cool. Just a quick reminder, this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things ATX, from food tips on the food and beverage scene, developments in the real estate world, to interviews with local small businesses and those making a large impact in our community. And of course, each week we feature a local beer, wine, or spirit, so you can get your little taste of all that Austin has to offer. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. Hit that subscribe button wherever you tune into your podcast. If you like what you hear, give us that five-star rating. Maybe drop a nice little comment, nice note for us. Please. If you have any suggestions on topics, guests, we're always open to that. And be sure to stick around at the end for the weekly brew, the end of the episode, where we talk about a new Austin-based dating app. Mm. One person in here might be excited about that. (laughs) Stop it. That gives users a cost-effective way to get to know someone while helping in the community. Yeah. And since our guest is expecting a baby. Yeah. What? Seven more weeks to go. In seven weeks. We figured it was a good call to skip the alcohol for today. (laughs) Thank you. So, Greg, what are we drinking instead? Well, today, uh, you know, I can actually see the vitamins through the plastic cup. Uh, We've got a percolator, a paradise found, and a ninja bachelor party from a local smoothie shop called Juiceland. Juiceland was created in 2011 by owner Matt Shook. So there's a little story here. Shook was over at Barton Springs Pool, and it was a hot summer day. He wanted to get himself a drink at what at the time was a local juice shop that only had four options. He liked it so much that he started working there, and then 10 years later, he got inspired to create what we know as Juiceland. Wow. What makes Juiceland different is that it they also sell records in the majority of their shops. So it's part record store, part juice shop. And the one, cool. on, the one on Barton Springs is the, the, that's the OG, right? Yeah. Oh, that's where I got these today. So Awesome. Yeah, we're drinking the the, the authentic stuff. Let's taste. Yeah. Let's taste it. Yeah. I don't know what to expect with the Ninja Bachelor Party. Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> this is zesty. I usually go for a smoothie. Is gingerness? I went for the juice today. That looks good. Yeah. How's that? So good. Is so it this, sweet? It is. It's like a chocolate milkshake. Oh, okay. <laughs> a this one, milkshake. a healthy chocolate milkshake. But you added kale. I to make added it kale. Extra so healthy. story behind this one: when I was in my first trimester of pregnancy, I was getting morning sickness. I'm a black coffee drinker. I don't put cream or milk or yeah, anything in right it. Here. Me too. Delicious. Yeah. But my body decided it did not like coffee anymore when I was in my first trimester, oh, no. so I was getting the caffeine headaches, all of that. So I discovered this smoothie. It has cold brew in it. I saw it's that. My little caffeine there fix you for the day. Mm. It's delicious. And your body's now accepting I'm good. that? Now I'm good. Now okay. I'm back to black coffee, but this is still delicious. Wow. 
it's like it really is like a chocolate milkshake. I want to get that next. It looks yeah, it looks it's good. Tasty. Mm. I know when when I asked Kelsey what her go-to was, it was pretty quick that you responded with percolator plus kale plus kale because you know you gotta have a little healthy kick for the day. <laughs> All right, well, as we enjoy our juice land, one of the top juice places around Austin, we're obviously in front of someone who knows the whole food scene, really the whole lifestyle scene in Austin. That's cool. Let's let's start with where this all began. Sure. Tell us your story. My story. Your life story. Okay, so quick kind of recap or quick background on um, how the blog started. Mm. Um, I was finishing up college, and I don't know if y'all remember being in college and hearing people say it's the best four years of your life. It's going to be so Heard much that. fun. You got to live it up, oh, yeah. which yeah. is true. I mean, mm. don't get me wrong. College is really fun. I had a great time, but I remember very distinctly getting to the end of college and. Um, thinking like, I'm not going to let that be the best four years of my life. <laughs> there's right. there's so much life to period. live. There's so yeah. much excitement up ahead. Yeah. Setting like, yourself up for failure. I know, one. right? <laughs> so um, I, I was just excited about the future. And I was like, okay, I'm going to use so much life to live, which is a very long blog title. But I was like, I'm going to create a little blog. This was 2011 when everyone was starting a blog. Yeah. Um, and... I, it, it was basically a online journal for my mom, my sister, maybe one other person read it. I get like 10 page views a day. No one read this thing. Yeah. Um, it was just a way to keep in touch with my family and yeah. it was it was kind of fun. Um, fast forward, it, it fizzled out. I moved to Austin for grad school and I was at UT getting busy, kind of dropped the blog because didn't have time for it. Um, but it was a really fun creative outlet and I missed it a lot. So I decided I would start a new one. Um, called it So Much Life because it's a little bit of a shorter title, but I still like kind of what it encompasses about who I am, my personality, yeah. you know, what I want to squeeze out of a day. And um, I wanted to really niche down and focus on a smaller thing instead of just here's my whole life and everything I'm doing in my day. So yeah. I was trying to think of what's something yeah. practical that people need information on and I care a lot about, and that was the Austin food scene. So this is 2016. It's a good thing to, to care a lot about. You know, it's, we, we love talking about food in Austin. <laughs> we're, grateful. <laughs> we're grateful for that. Yeah. So it's a good mm-hmm. thing. Um, so three years ago, I started that blog. and So by blog, at this time, you say three years ago, it's Instagram is not what it is today, but it's still starting. So I, I started the blog. I bought the domain, somuchlife.com, started the WordPress account. Mm. Um, but I also got all the Instagram, all the social media handles. So I got Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, okay. grabbed them all. Um, cause yeah, even, yeah, in 2016, it was a very significant part of blogging. It's growing and growing. So the blog is less important. The social media <laughs> aspect is more important, yeah, yeah. which I don't love because the blogging aspect is I mean, that's just like that's pure fun for me. Okay. Social media is a little bit more work, um, but that's just the way the game works. So, you know, Instagram's just gonna be important for a while. So now you're still doing the writing. Still the writing, yep. And then you just add it to all, you, you kind of take that and that creates your content for the other? Yeah, yeah, so I'll try to promote what I'm doing on the blog, which is, the, the blog is the, the bread and butter, that's where I'm actually providing what I think is the useful information for people who are moving to Austin or live here and want a more in-depth guide to where to eat. Okay. Instagram is the pretty pictures, you know? <laughs> that's to just yeah. kind of grab someone's eye and yeah. then point them to the blog. Mm. So yeah. do you do this full time? 
No, so I have my master's in violin performance. What? And I have okay. a teaching studio of about 25 kids. I teach from home. That's Suzuki violin teacher. Suzuki. And I play Suzuki, uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, do you have it in the car? <laughs> no, I do, I do bring a violin with me. Yeah, um, it's sweet. I wish we knew Right, that. we have a little concert here. Oh, yeah, we've, done it. we've done it before on the yeah. show. Yeah? Oh, yeah. You've had we someone had, play an instrument? We had a guitar and player, and he sang. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, it was awesome. Okay, well, you know, if you have me back, maybe after I have this baby, we'll have... Violin, we'll drink alcohol. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'll play something for you. And we'll get some food in here. And food, yeah, sounds good. Deal. Yeah, so I I um, teach violin, I play with Austin Symphony, Austin Opera, and then the food blogging is something that has become kind of a hobby turned side hustle now. Yeah. Kind of my little part time job on the side. So, how long you mentioned when you first started your mom, your sister, maybe a couple friends? Yeah. And we can appreciate this. Greg and I started YouTube channels earlier this year. Okay. And, you know, we get all excited. We put this time into video, put, creating a video. We throw it up on YouTube and we send it to as many people as possible. And, you know, three views. I know, yeah. Maybe 20. <laughs> and then it, it gets higher and higher. That's but, true. And we, we expected that at the beginning because you have to. Everyone wants the instant gratification right. and the instant viral video. But how long did it take you to actually, you have a, quite a good following on, at least from what I saw on Instagram, how long does it take to build that up? It takes time, but it doesn't take as long as it used to. So mm. people who started their, you know, they became like Insta-famous in mm -hmm. 2013, 2014, and they're like, yeah, it took four years before anyone even knew I was there. That's not the case anymore because no. now, I mean, there's social media strategists and coaches and it's their full-time job to teach people how to use this platform yeah. i mean it's just crazy how many jobs instagram has opened up for the world people are That's creating full-time jobs out of figuring out how to use instagram to make a living which is crazy but yeah. kind of cool so i think you can be really strategic about it and get something going in honestly a couple months at this point hmm. yeah did you have any coaches I actually have one right now. There's nice. a, a girl in Austin, yeah. um, Dre Paskert. Her Instagram handle is Time of Dre. And I'm actually oh, doing yeah. an Instagram course with her right now because I think there's always something to learn. For I sure. will never be done learning I follow how to her, use I believe. That. She's great. Yeah. So I'm D R E. D-R-E. D-R-E. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. You can look her up on Instagram. So she's kind of like master of Instagram. That's her full-time job. And yeah, um, okay. yeah wow. learning more about Instagram from her, I think there's always going to be something to learn. The algorithm is always changing. And I just want to learn how to get better and better at it. Well, that's the hardest thing. It's yeah. just in the last... I started my Instagram account in 2016. Mm -hmm. Well, 20 earlier than that but i started like posting yeah, yeah. every day in 2016 and it was easy to get followers it was easy to get engagement mm -hmm. and it's so much harder now yeah. i feel like if you have a business account and you're not paying, paying for sponsored posts yeah and you haven't built like this almost cult you know quote unquote cult following yeah beforehand it's really hard to it's get hard yeah instagram doesn't show your post to very many people at this point because mm -hmm. instagram is a business too you know yep. they're trying to make money <laughs> yeah. which is yeah. fair yeah. and we're all using it for free and so um yeah, that's totally fair that they're wanting us to pay money to get our posts seen by people you know yeah. it sucks though <laughs> well they, yeah. they they got us hooked mm -hmm. at the beginning i know by doing yeah. it for giving it all for yeah, free and then yeah and then once you get, I mean, it's so dumb that we we judge our our post uh, effectiveness by amount of likes, amount of comments, really and all is. that. Um, when really it's just about like 
put valuable content out there. People sometimes I find the most valuable content, and I don't necessarily like it or mm-hmm. comment on it, but I'm like if I see a restaurant or something, I'll start. Yeah. following that account maybe go to that restaurant I mean, yeah and i think that's a great point to make um especially in the food world there are a lot of really pretty food pictures on instagram um the hashtag food porn i mean it's like <laughs> crazy gorgeous pictures of yeah. food but mm. um it doesn't mean that it's going to be helpful in someone discovering the Austin restaurant scene better. And that's why I really like the blog aspect because I have much longer in-depth articles saying, okay, these are the places I have maps included in lots of my posts. So people can see like 15 breakfast tacos and where they are all around the city and Mm. why I think they're good versus just here is a breakfast taco. You should eat it. You know? Um, so I think more in-depth details, the details. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So what kind of perks are there to being a food blogger in a city like this? Okay, well, I I used to think, if you had asked me that right when I started, a couple maybe a couple months in, I would have said free food is awesome because people do give you a lot of free food as oh, wow. a food blogger. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if oh. you think of it from a marketing perspective of a restaurant, easiest thing to do ever. They, yeah. you know, give someone some free food, that person takes a picture, slaps it on their Instagram, 20,000 people see it, you know, easy, easy way for them to give away a $10 meal and get huge return. So when I was starting off, I was like, oh, that's so sweet to get free food as a food blogger. Couple more months in, I started realizing um, free food doesn't pay bills. And (laughs) it's, it's not always worth the time and energy it takes to get it especially if it ends up being something that i'm not particularly fond of and then i'm in the it has and you know it it? gets (laughs) (laughs) funny you say that because i'm i'm not in the business of trying to tear any restaurants down of course you know like i'm not trying to hurt any little mom and pop shop who's just doing their best and working on getting better and like i don't want to hurt anybody so i just refrain from posting and sharing if it's something i don't like Um, but it's a little tricky if I go try something and I don't post about it and then they're, they follow up and they're like, so where's the Instagram picture? When are you going to post about it? Um, are you honest with them? I'm honest with the company. Yeah. I'll, I'll say if there was something about it that I didn't love or if there's something about maybe, you know, restaurant world isn't just food. It's also the service and the ambiance. And there's so much that goes into making a great restaurant. So Mm, sometimes it could be a a good piece of food that I ate, but there's like something off about the service. It was really awkward and stuff like that happens too. So yeah, I'll usually respond to the PR firm or the restaurant directly and just it's helpful for them. I think to know my experience. Places don't get that kind of feedback. I feel like, you know, if you look on Yelp or Google reviews, there's a few types of people. There's reviewers, mm-hmm. and then there's like the complainers that had the terrible experience. Yeah. And you you notice that when a restaurant has like five stars, all five stars, and then there's like the one yes. sprinkled in, and someone had the worst experience ever. Uh-huh, totally. But to get like that honest, and you're going straight to their, you know, whoever the highest person is that you're able to talk to that ha- that can make a change. Mm-hmm. That people need that feedback. Businesses need that feedback. I, I hope that that is helpful. Yeah. I, sure. Rather than posting something on Instagram saying, never go to this place. Yeah. This is why. I don't think that's really <laughs> serving anyone. No. You know? so, so. so have you seen a lot of big changes in the food scene here since you started? 
So I started in 2016. So I think if you ask oh. like a really OG food blogger who there's some who have been doing it since like 2010, 11, mm-hmm. um, they would have a stronger answer than I do. But I have noticed that restaurants close pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, you see something open and, and there are certain times that it's pretty obvious it's not going to make it. Yeah. And, do you have an example of one that's like um, closed quicker than maybe you thought it would have? Um, so do you remember on South First Street, there was a um, Mexican seafood restaurant called, oh gosh, I'm forgetting oh, yeah. the name. Was um, it? it was on Annie and, or Mary and South First, right across from Bolden Creek Cafe. Yeah, yeah. I ate there. Yeah. Oh. What it, is it? it, it it's it from changed. the El Chile group. Yeah. We're all blinking on the name. I know what you're talking about. Okay, you I know what I'm talking it. about, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. That changed. So yeah. that, it closed because the, the rent was astronomically high for that lot. Oh, yeah. And then a, um, a Tex-Mex barbecue, a Mexican barbecue restaurant um, bought it. And right. my husband and I went there to eat. Mm-hmm. And we both looked at each other and said, this is going to close within three months and it did i think it was like 12 weeks later it was closed um you can kind of tell from the the product the quality of food that someone's putting out especially in an expensive real estate spot like that you know that i'm sure that little lot is so expensive to lease and we ate there and that was an example of a place where i ate did not post my food on instagram so i was like this is not good um especially if you're thinking of like who else is doing really good tex-mix barbecue in austin like valentina's i mean unless you're going to be the best it's not going to make it in a really highly saturated food group like barbecue in austin especially close to downtown like oh yeah you can go anywhere else you know yeah there's so many options yeah. Interesting. So it's kind of just scary how fast places can close if they're not like really on their A game and oh, yeah. producing the best of the best. I just wonder what goes through the owners' minds. Like, you know? like let's just make a mediocre product and see how it goes. <laughs> well, it's not cheap to <laughs> open a restaurant. Oh my gosh! No. Yeah, it's no. So in that place, I I mean, you can also kind of tell how much maybe how much money someone had going in starting the restaurant because it was essentially all of the same furniture everything was the same signs everything from the restaurant before they just kind of slapped a new name on and yes (laughs) there we go um so you know i think yeah you have to really be ready from the get-go but um yeah i wonder the same thing too with certain restaurants that are opening like i'm not sure they really thought this through or maybe they don't know the austin food scene very well mm. you know it could be like right. a, a transplant from another city who and maybe there's a winning recipe over there could be yeah, okay. or, i mean if you come from maybe like a really small town that doesn't have much of a foodie culture yeah. where there's not as much competition but if you come to austin like you gotta bring your a game there are some really good restaurants here that yeah. people are wanting to spend their money at the best of the best yeah so. So I see this book on the table. Yes! Tell us a little bit about this This awesome is book and where the inspiration comes yes. from. Yes. Okay. So, Ooh, it feels um, good. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. nice cover. <laughs> wow. um, so it was officially released on September 1st. So we're recording this on the, so the today? Fifth. fifth. So four it's days ago. It's going out today. It's going it out is today um, available oh, yeah. to order yeah. on Amazon cool. and Barnes and Noble. Um, Austin food crawls. Austin food crawls. So this is a neighborhood food guide to Austin. So each chapter is is a different neighborhood with a full day of eating, breakfast to dinner. Uh, So you can pick whatever street or neighborhood in Austin that you're wanting to visit. And (laughs) if you want to just kind of crawl through the neighborhood, start with coffee in the morning, finish with 
late night drinks or late night ice cream or late night so dinner. So you got you have everything. Jeez. You have coffee, dessert, every meal. Restaurants, food trucks, breweries, bars. There's Juice Land. There's Juice Land. We love it. Page 124. 124. What? So what what inspires this? Because you you have a blog. That Mm -hmm. seems a lot easier than creating a book. Um, I I was reached out to by an acquisitions editor editor at uh, Roman and Littlefield. Um, this was, so I started my blog in the end of 2016 and beginning of 2018, I got an email, um, from my editor saying she had found my blog and she is looking for someone to write, um, a neighborhood food guide to Austin. Would I be interested in it? Did you believe it at first? I, uh, uh, we, get a lot, we get a lot of crazy emails. Oh, yeah, so many. No, so I always take everything with a grain of salt. Like, yeah. okay, this could just be spam. This could be something that's sent to, you know, 80 food bloggers, and they're going to see who responds or something. Um, but, you know, book deal is too big of a thing to not respond to. So sent oh, yeah. a response. I was like, hey, you know, love to jump on a phone call, see what this is. Um, and so we, we had a little phone call, got details. I, I kind of wrote an outline of it. She pitched it to the team and then I signed a book deal about a month later Wow! and got to work on it, which has just been so much fun. I think that, um, having like a physical copy of something to hold in your hand as a, as a digital content creator, having something physical is just so cool. It it feels good to have a book versus just... Yeah, here's my website, here's my Instagram page, but having a book is, is kind of fun. It looks really, really good. It's it, This is a legit yeah. book. The, the cover, I mean, the pictures are great on the cover. You open it, the first page has the South Congress, oh. uh, right, the Willie for President sign Yeah. with Kelsey standing in front of it. Love it. Thank you. Thanks. Wow. This is awesome. So let's dig into this a little bit. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Without opening it, obviously, I mean, I need to go through this whole thing, but what are some of your, I'm sure you get this question all the time. I was, I was actually thinking of the analogy, like, are you like a weatherman when people are like, is it going to rain this Saturday? I'm having a wedding or a party. Like, they're probably getting texts all the time. Are you just getting hit up by friends and by random people on Instagram? Like, Hey, I need to go get tacos or pizza. Where should I go? All the time, and I love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really, truly. Like, mm-hmm. I love talking about food. I love mm-hmm. giving people ideas of where to eat. So, yes, I do get a lot of questions, and I love it so much. So, we know, like, the main, a lot of the mainstream places in Austin. Mm-hmm. What are yeah. some of your, like, hidden gems or maybe some of the newest spots that people might not know about? Where they need to go. Ooh. If you're listening, where you like, need yeah. to go. Fresh on the market spots. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so mm. everything in the book, when I was writing it, I had to kind of use the cutoff of a year. So everything in the book had to have been open for a full year before I was writing it. And this was in 2018 that I was writing it. Okay. So there are no super brand new restaurants in the book just because, like what we were talking about earlier, places close it, so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure they had been open for a full year, you know, mm. before. Show some... I was Some wondering sort of about stability. that. Yeah. Them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to make sure that I'm not going to write it and then half the restaurants are closed yeah. on publication day of the book. <laughs> that would be kind that of sad. That would be terrible. Yeah. Um, so one restaurant that, oh, that if they had been open just a little bit longer, I for sure would have included them, is Bird Bird Biscuit on Mainer. I have that written down. Right. What? <laughs> That's so weird. I was going to ask you about that. I went there two weekends ago. 
amazing. I yeah. love Woo! their food. Have you been, Greg? No, I was gonna ask you like what you think of it because it's kind of new. Yeah, it's yeah, I knew it. They've year, had their yeah. one year anniversary now. Okay. Yeah, they are killing it. It's always crowded in there. People yeah. love their food. It's just a breakfast and lunch spot. I think okay. they close at like two o'clock every day. Good enough. Um, yeah. and it started by the two guys who were the. Founders of Thunderbird Coffee. Do you know that place on Mainer? Yeah. That, yep. And there's a North location too. Yeah. Um, so basically, they spent like a year creating the perfect biscuit recipe. Perfect biscuit. <laughs> Which, it is. It's no joke. Like, I've been to other places. I went to Charleston a few months ago and went uh, to like the hot biscuit place. It doesn't even compare like to what Bird Road it, Biscuit is. Crazy! <laughs> they are really good biscuits. So also, they um, Brian, the the guy, one of the founders, was telling me that he had to work really hard to create the biscuit that is soft enough that it's you know that like warm, flaky, delicious biscuit, but it has to be firm enough to hold up to their sandwiches. Because oh, yeah. if you look on their Instagram page, like these are massive like the, biscuit yeah, they, sandwiches. They like hold the, 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 oh my the whole fist, yeah, the whole hand out. It's like a whole, it's a whole Jeez. meal. Like that'll keep you full for. A long time yeah um so they had yeah, to create go. like something sturdy yeah. too but they are really good sandwiches so they would they would be in the book they if there's ever a second edition of this book yeah. <laughs> they will absolutely be in it Bird yeah Bird love them so much okay um oh where else where, yeah, else? where else even if it's not in, i mean you probably put all of your good ones in the book but mm-hmm. other I want, I want like the hole in the wall Hole in the wall. Okay, this is one that's in the book, but Rosita's Al Pastor Tacos on Riverside. Riverside. Have y'all been there? Oh, wow. Rosita's Al Pastor. Al Pastor. It's right across from Buzz Mill where we were. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's uh yeah Riverside and it's um it's like right by Emo's East concert venue, so it's a yeah. good place if you go to a concert and you need like a late night taco afterward. Oh. Stop by there. Um, that's not the place with the uh, purple margaritas, is it? No. No. It's a food truck. Oh, okay. It's a food truck, and then they have a brick and mortar in that like little oh, in the shopping center, shopping right, center right okay. back there. Um, it's been in Austin since 1985, so they're kind of old school. Hmm. They make their own homemade flour tortillas. Oh, that's most great. most places Delicious. don't do that because that's a oh. lot of work, and oh. they're so good. Mm. Yeah, love them for breakfast tacos. It's like a buck seventy-five for a breakfast taco to show up. Which is a buck seventy-five. Yeah, that's a good deal, right? Oh, yeah. Deal. Because you go to some places now, it's like, I mean, I was in Austin Airport, which I know that's a different story, but like, it was like twelve dollars for two tacos. I know. Come on. Yeah. It's Austin. It's Austin. (laughs) Airport is a little more expensive, I guess, but I like that the airport has so many good food options now. Yeah. I think that's fun. Yeah, they're bringing so many local Austin restaurants. Into the airport. Yeah. I love it. I got a question because I was talking to my buddy who really likes food. He went to cooking school and all that. Uh-huh. Um, and he, he was rattling off like 10 different Italian places uh, off the top of his head. So I want to ask you what, the, in your opinion, the best Italian place in town is. And um, why. Okay. <laughs> um, I love Intero. See, I've never even heard of that place. In Intero. Where is that? East, East Austin. Austin. Um, used to be... Bud's car shop way 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 back it's like back in like the mid 1900s it's like a renovated car shop they kept the old sign outside oh, cool. um husband wife team who opened it i think coming up on two years um yeah. and they are a zero waste 
kitchen. Mm. So they use the entire plant or the entire animal in their food, which cool. I said mad respect for people who can do that That's in their tough. restaurants. Um, yeah. I mean, to not throw away any food scraps and come up with creative ways to use the stems of the plants and That's awesome. you know, yeah. the parts of the animal that normally aren't cooked and, and do that as a garnish or something clever and creative and still make it a beautiful plate of food that people want to spend their money on and take pictures of. I try doing something like that at home in my own kitchen. It's like, this is crap. Like, no, no one would ever eat this. And then you go to a restaurant that can do that. It's like and, art. Yeah. It's an art. It's an art. Yeah. Absolutely. Art. Yeah. Um, the wife is a chocolatier. And so you walk oh, into boy. the front, the hostess stand is also like a little chocolate shop with her homemade truffles and you can get some for dessert at the restaurant or like a little Dude. box to go. Which apparently is romantic. traditional in Italian kitchens, which I was not aware of. I haven't been mm. to Italy that many times. What's but that? The chocolate piece? Yeah, like a chocolate, mm. like a little chocolate shop at the front of the restaurant. Mm. I didn't know that. Are they Italian? No, they're not. Okay. They are, I don't know if they're from Austin, but they are a Caucasian couple who's grown up in America. And <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> no, they're not they're, Italian. They're pumping out <laughs> But they're, they're well educated, really good. that's for sure. Yeah. So I, I know you asked me, like, you know, if there are any specific topics because you wanted to prepare a little, but uh-huh. I also like the, the idea of a little improvisation. I do too. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm going to think of two neighborhoods. Greg's going to think of two neighborhoods. Okay. And you give the spot if you could have one meal at in that neighborhood. Okay. Where oh, you go? One All meal. Right. Oh, that's meal. awesome. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to start out with. Let's say the South Congress corridor, South Congress area. Where do you go? Any time of day. Any time of day, you you're like, someone gives you a, a free meal ticket to, if that's even a thing. A, free meal, I'll take it. Sure. Voucher, yeah, they give, they give <laughs> you a voucher <laughs> to any place on South Congress. What are you going for? I would probably go to Perla's. Oh, I would go there. I love Perla's in the summer. I'm definitely a, a Texas girl. I love the hot weather in the summer. I love the outdoor patios. Oh, and I think that's so just nice. one of the best patios in Austin. It is. I've missed it when I'm pregnant because I can't have my raw oysters and, you know, sparkling oh, yeah. wine and all that, which is just the best way to spend a, after a long day of hanging out on South Congress and shopping and whatever else you've been doing just to sit down on that patio. That's the place oysters. next to Hop Dottie. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay, mm-hmm. got it. Yeah. So what are you getting at, at yeah. Perla's? Um, Give us your order. I, I will get raw oysters. I love raw oysters to mm. start. I love their lobster roll. It's oh just my, a they good have lobster rolls? They have lobster roll. What? Um, have you had their um, grilled octopus? Mm-mm, no. Go today. <laughs> he right is after an octopus this. connoisseur. He no, you we, are? Yeah, so, so per, we used to live, I told you we rented an apartment on... South Congress and Riverside. Uh-huh. So we would always walk South Congress. Perlas was like, the first time we ate there, we were like, oh my God. So we used to, like we went on our first wedding anniversary to Perlas. Whenever my parents are in town, we do a lot of eating. We usually hit up Home Slice. So if there's a weighted Home Slice, we go to Perlas for the appetizer. Nice. It's like, you got a system. We get there yeah. whenever we can. The grilled octopus there. Okay. is the best octopus dish aside from when I was sitting next to the water in Italy that I've had Wow, ever. that's saying something. Wow. So, unreal. Okay, yeah. sold. I know sold. I'm going to go try it. <laughs> Oysters, lobster rolls, check. Perlis. Mm. 
Man, I'm getting hungry. What are you going to drink, assuming you don't have a baby? All right. Assuming I don't have a baby. I yeah. They do coastal cocktails. I think it's just their own way of branding themselves because it's like cocktail. coastal seafood. Yeah. Um, I, I can't list any of the cocktails off the top of my head, but I would probably start with a cocktail. Mm. And then if it's summertime, I'm going to move to some um, cocktail. light mouthfeel, like effervescent white wine usually in the summer because it's hot and we need something cool oh yeah <laughs> i like they have a good spicy margarita they do? too oh, yeah. oh. jalapeno jalapeno i like mm. that oh yeah let's talk about crestview oh. crestview oh little deli for sure that's the spot oh, little yeah. deli is where it's yeah. at it's so good well, what are you getting there i mean pizza, pizza. <laughs> pizza. i i do like their pastrami sandwich but just on like a day-to-day basis you can never have enough pizza um, so they have a good Italian sub too. They have a good Italian sub. I love a lot of their sandwiches. I'm just more of a pizza girl than subs. Like sandwich. Yeah. 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 Than sandwiches. And I'll always get one of their chewy chocolate cookies on the way out. Oh, oh God. So you good. eat those? I haven't had one, but it sounds don't so good. Don't do it. They're, they're addicting. So yeah. Once you start, you can't stop. So yeah, maybe just do don't try it at all. True hmm. <laughs> yeah. A lot of working out after that. Shoot. All right. So we hit up South Congress. We took Crestview. it north to Crestview. Yeah. Hmm. Let's think. Do you spend any time? Just because I feel like it gets neglected a little bit. Do you spend time like in Westlake restaurants or? That's an area I'd like to explore a little bit more because I know things are starting to yeah. mm. get going there. Um, it seems like right now there's a lot of second locations of places yeah. or um, chain restaurants. Okay, and we're so- gonna forget those. Forget them. <laughs> East Side. I know you meant you mentioned Intero. Good one. But East Austin, let's say like Cesar Chavez to Maynard. And not Bird Bird Biscuit. Not Bird Bird Biscuit. Um, If I could go anywhere just for like a nice date night restaurant, it would be Dai Dewey. Oh, that place. Oh, they're all so good. So good. It's so good and it's so so unique. They're they're doing stuff there that no one else in Austin is doing. I mean, Jesse Griffiths is like hunting his own game. Really? You know, he's, yeah, he leads hunting trips and he's using 100% Texas products on his menu. Even the beer, the wine list, everything is from Texas. He's fishing, he's hunting, and then it's a butcher shop so you can get the freshest meat there. You can can watch him butcher a pig on certain nights. On certain nights, yeah. No, they have, I think they have like a class. Really? Where you can learn how to butcher a pig. We need to vlog that. We should do okay. that. He has like a whole like a hunting school that you can sign yeah. up for classes where you That's go out, hot. you hunt the animal, you learn how to butcher it, yeah. you cook it, you eat it. It's like an entire, I don't know wow. if it's a weekend what? event or a day. Oh I've never done God. it. That's like an ultimate oh. Isn't epic. Isn't crazy? Yeah. I mean, you can't find another restaurant no. that's doing that. That's just unreal. So what are you getting at Daidue? Their Wagyu burger on Tuesday nights oh. is like the best burger in Austin. Only on Tuesdays. Better than Clark's? Yeah, I would say so. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Clark's is really good, but yeah, um, this is oh, And just phenomenal. you know the beef is good. Like, you know it's the best. You know it's the best. You know it's where it came Tuesdays. from. It's It's only Daddy Do It. It's only on Tuesdays. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday night. Have you been on uh, Sunday night? No, I haven't. Fried chicken night? <laughs> they do fried chicken night? <laughs> it oh, I didn't know that. Fried yeah. Chicken. So I'll give my two cents on the, the Daddy Do It order. You go on a Sunday, mm-hmm. you go with your significant other or a friend, whoever you want to go with. One person gets the supper club fried chicken, mm. and one person gets the pork chop. Ooh. Their pork chop, Gosh. again, is the best thing, best pork chop I've ever tasted. So then you split it, 
perfect. I eat most of the pork chop <laughs> usually, and then they have like desserts and stuff. But, Sounds awesome. Oh, okay. Wow. Ready? Have you been West. for oh. breakfast today, Dewey? No. For brunch? They have back to I biscuits. I heard their biscuits are really good. Okay, they have like an open flame. Because you walk into the restaurant, it smells kind of smoky in there, yeah. right? Mm. They have an open flame with a grate over it that they use to warm the biscuits. So then they they bring you the biscuit. It's like warm and toasty and kind of smoky flavored. Oh. And Don't they so use the, the broth of the of whatever they cook with or the fat? I think for, and they put it in the biscuit or something? Probably. I, I'm sure oh. it's animal. I'm, I'm not sure. I know for the fried chicken, they, they fry it in like lard. The, one of the lards of something, whatever they cooked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I bet. Wow. They'd probably do it with the biscuits, too. Mm. Oh, man. This, like, gets no, me I need super biscuits. excited. <laughs> I need to go get some oh, biscuits. No. All right. Downtown. Downtown. Ooh, yeah. Um, let's do a new restaurant for downtown. All right. Commodore. Commodore. Um, Commodore. From Chef Philip Spear. It's the big name behind that one. Where is that one? It's on Colorado and I want to say Colorado and Fifth. Do you know the cocktail bar called Garage? Yeah, yeah. It's adjacent to that, so it's an okay. empty little uh, parking lot. It's a brand new building. Mm. So they put up a new build. Okay. It looks just like a black box from the outside. Looks. Is it used? To, there used to be what? some food trucks out there. I think there was Spontes. a food truck. There's a big mural on the wall of okay. a like a close up of a woman's face, and then parking. So they used that lot to put up a new building. Um, mm. It's. Um, modern Mexican, so kind of think like. Have y'all been to Suerte, Suerte. on the east side? That's on our. Uh, that's on our list. We haven't been. Move it to the top of your list. Top. Oh yeah. Suerte. Uh, but similar idea, modern Mexican food, in a really just gorgeous, bright, modern setting. Excellent cocktails. Um, wow. Their big dish that they are quickly becoming known for is bone marrow tacos. So they oh. give you homemade corn tortillas. I want that. And then a big plate of sauteed greens and then four big pieces of bone so you scrape out this like fatty delicious so the bone, bone is on the plate the bone is on the plate cut, yeah cut in half yeah so you can get the bone marrow out and of you do it yourself uh-huh oh, oh my gosh so that's good it's so about, unique yeah that's what i love about the restaurant scene here is that like they could have easily just put the bone marrow in the taco yes but now you're doing it. You're, it's like you're part of the the process. Yeah, awesome. it's so clever. There's so many creative minds in the restaurant that. world. Yeah, we can try it. This is great. It's a good spot. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. yeah. Let's talk big picture, okay? You got just launched this book. This is exciting, um, and uh, you're you're got a big big following on social media. What's a five year plan here? What are you thinking? Five year plan. Honestly, yeah. I would love for it to keep growing at the rate it's growing I would okay. be so happy with that mm. um, I can see myself expanding to other cities in Texas maybe and doing more in Houston Dallas San Antonio food scene eventually mm-hmm. um, just because I mean the Austin the Austin audience is huge obviously there's so many people moving here but I think mm-hmm. it could be fun to expand to other cities and continue getting to know the Austin food scene better cool yeah oh my gosh that sounds like a lot. <laughs> That's a we'll lot. See. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's going to be good. And you can come out with a book for another city. That could be fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for the next book. And I'm sure the restaurant scene will be very different in five years here. Oh, in like five months, right? Five months. Like, it's always changing. <laughs> so we've done this in a pa- in the past few episodes, well, in previous episodes. We have our guest create, and I feel like this is perfect for you because you can pack a lot in, I'm sure. Okay. 
create the perfect day in Austin. Uh, From the up, second you wake up like to this. as late as you want okay. at night. Yeah. Give us not just details of, of where you're going, what you're doing, but like when you go, if you go to a restaurant, what are you getting? Starting, you wake up, give it to us. Okay. So I am an early riser because, you know, Austin is hot. I love the early morning hours before yep. it's super hot. So I would say I perfect day. I'd be up like 6 a.m., go to the lake. Lake. And probably Lady Bird Lake. Lady Bird Lake. Okay. Stop at Houndstooth Coffee in the morning downtown. Grab a cup of coffee, maybe with a friend. Black. Hot. Black. Oh, a black. pour over. Yeah. Get a pour over at Houndstooth. <laughs> and go on a little, you know, a couple mile walk around the lake, get some morning exercise in. Okay. And then after that, I'm nice and hungry. So I'd go to breakfast or brunch. Um, I'd probably go to Odd Duck for breakfast. Let's say it's a Saturday. Okay. Yeah. I'd go to Odd Duck for brunch, one of my favorite brunches in the city. After that, go to one of the swimming holes. I'd probably hit up Deep Eddy. I love that one. Awesome. A little less crowded than Barton Springs. Sure. After that, go grab a lunch at, let's see, probably want, probably want a burger. Let's say Clark's, because you brought that up earlier, and now I'm thinking about Clark's burger. That's mm. a good one. There you go. The shoestring fries. Yeah, those fries are pretty good. The best yeah. part about your day so far is that, like, you're so you're in such like a, a small tight little quarters. Like because Austin traffic sucks. Traffic don't sucks. Deal with so traffic. Yeah, don't let that <laughs> well get in, in the middle of our day. You could do yeah. a lot in like a one like one mile radius For if sure. you needed to. Yeah. All right, so Clark's Burger. Okay, after that, I would go brewery hopping. Got Whoa. so many good craft breweries in town. I'd probably hit favorites. up ABGB yeah, well, for sure. Yeah. I mean, three time GABF winner for. Large Brew Pub of the Year. That's crazy. Yeah, That's they're like, on our list to have on. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, great. Um, St. Elmo. Go there. Maybe get some food from Sour Sop Food Truck parked outside. Sour what? Sour Sop. Sop. Mm-hmm. Sour Sop. Okay. It's like uh, Asian. Asian. Yeah. Sounds Asian. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal food truck. Um, and then, let's see. Maybe go to some Lazarus Brewery on the east side. I love that one, too. So a couple, do a little brewery crawl in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, Then, let's see. Dinner time, getting close to dinner time. Maybe a nice restaurant in the evening. Um, Emmer and Rye is one of my very favorite. Oh, yeah. Nice I heard that's one of the nicest places, or the best food in town from a chef. Rainy Street, right? It's on the very south end of Rainy Street. Yeah, Yeah. you hardly feel like you're on Rainy Street because it's so far south. It's at the bottom of Sky House? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, they they were on, when they opened in 2017, they were on Bon Appetit's 50 Best Restaurants in the Country list. Whoa, Um, in the country? Yeah, they are, they're racking up some big awards. Um, I would say that's like my number one restaurant I recommend to people if they're just saying, I want a nice date night restaurant in Austin, where should I go? Nice date night. I recommend Emory okay. Wright all the time. Yeah. Um, so probably something like that. And then I'd go to a couple cocktail bars in the evening, hop around. The only one on Rainy Street that I love for mm. cocktails is Half Step Bar. Mm. Oh, yeah. um, so I'll go there for cocktails. Maybe Small Victory downtown. I've been there. Um, what kind of cocktail? Uh, so both of those rest, both of those bars um, are unique because they have their own ice program. So they make their own ice from scratch. They basically create like a huge block that um, they chip off custom sized pieces of ice huh. so that it's unique for that cocktail. And it's made without little air bubbles in it. So that means like when they're shaking martinis, they can get them super cold without diluting them. 
Um, it's yeah, it's crazy. Oh. Like once you start talking to the people who understand, because this is I'm not a I'm not a um, an ice bartender, I'm not an ice pro, <laughs> but I appreciate a good cocktail. And yeah. it's interesting to think of cocktails and how much of the cocktail is ice, right? Like yeah. depending on what you order, there could be a lot of ice in the cocktail. So it really affects the drinks. So Small Victory and Half Step have some of the most advanced ice programs in the whole state. Have you had a cocktail from Swift's Attic? Um, a long time ago, but I haven't been to Swift's Attic for drinks probably in two years or yeah. so. This was a few years ago. They're old-fashioned. They, their ice cubes have all the old-fashioned ingredients in frozen oh, inside cool. of it. And then they just pour the bourbon over it. Oh, so every, literally awesome. every sip you take is a different flavor. Because yeah. the first one is very like boozy, very yeah. taste of the alcohol. And then it starts to... The, the ingredients start to melt in it. Okay. And like by the end, it's almost like a slushy, which is kind of weird for an old fashioned because all the ice is like kind of, it's melted, but it's unique. more, but it's very unique. It's a cool, and they do it with some other cocktails. Awesome. Um, Where's that? Swift's Attic. It's downtown. Okay. Second floor, maybe third floor of Congress and Congress and like fourth? third or fourth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good spot. Oh. Yeah, that is a good spot. Yeah. All right, so you had some cocktails. Yeah. What do you, do you still yeah. have anything left yeah. in the I, tank? I don't know if I have any energy left now. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm, you know, I'm going to call it a day right there. Okay. I, if I've been up since 6 a.m., I'm probably tired. Say well, cocktails. I'm getting tired thinking about that day. It's a lot oh, of food. Wow. We've had burgers. We've had beer. Beer. Cocktails. Yeah, we're tired by now. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you to before this baby comes. Yes. Aside from the alcohol have a day like that because yeah the what's i've got a two-year-old and in the early stages when they're first born uh-huh. especially it's you're having a baby at a great time because it's not gonna be so hot to like be outside and they're easy to take around but it, as soon as you hit like the year mark and they're more mobile yeah. it's hard to like do stuff like that oh i'm so sure i'm enjoy a day like you just okay gave us. all right i appreciate that maybe just, just get a virgin cocktail yes i actually just told my husband yesterday that i want to make sure we so we have seven weeks until this baby comes i said i want to make sure we do at least four more date nights before this baby comes because yeah. it's going to be so much harder in, in a couple months so i told him he can pick two restaurants i can pick two restaurants we have four date nights planned in the next month or so. <laughs> well, that's going to be nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try to take advantage of that. You got a two-year-old. Two-year-old. Two-year-old girl? Yep. Oh, fun. Yeah. I'll show you a picture of one yeah. when we're done. Yeah, I'd love to see. She's a cutie. All righty, Kelsey. Well. Thank you. You gave it all to us. You left it all on the table. We yeah. appreciate Lots of detail. You coming out today. Thanks for having me. I think so we fun. got a lot of uh, great tips. Totally. Good restaurant spots. Yeah. All righty, Greg. Yeah. It's that time, his favorite time. It's time for <laughs> I the, mean, it's, okay, it's an okay time. <laughs> it's time for the weekly brew, brew, brew. Mm. All righty, guys. Let us have it. So, I mentioned earlier we're talking about a dating app that makes dating more cost effective. Ooh, I'm going to well, download it now. <laughs> he's got his phone out. No, he doesn't. <laughs> so, this company, this app, Swoovy, Swoovy. it was co founded by Austinite Brooke. Wapsh, I believe that's how you say your name. Wapsh. And Jeff McMahon in 2018, so it's fairly new. Wow. It launched earlier this summer. Its mission is to turn dates into volunteer opportunities, giving users a cost-effective way to get to know someone while helping out in the community. Mm. So 
According to a 2018 report from Match.com, a date in Texas costs around $110. What? So Tacos think about it. costs 110 bucks. <laughs> well, usually Jeez. for a date night, you're not going to right. Rosita's Al Pastor. Yeah, you got to impress. You got to, yeah, you know, set really? good. Uh, and maybe that's why we got to work on this. Oh shoot! Where you're taking your dates. So <laughs> that's a lot of money, especially because a lot of like first-time dates don't always end up in the long-term right. relationship. Three dates a week here. So dang. The way this works, it's like it's similar to Tinder or whatever the other apps are. I was never single for any of the the dating apps, but uh, you swipe, and if if you match with someone, then the couple that that match together can choose a volunteer event with a local nonprofit. They can sort donations with Central Texas Food Bank. They can walk dogs at the Austin Animal Center. Wow. And on the day of the date, they meet up, they help out, and maybe, just Just maybe, maybe, they find love. Can you imagine that? (laughs) What a great story. So Swoovy daters have to be in Austin. It's only here now. Um, But they have plans to expand to Houston and Dallas. So they'll make their way throughout Texas doing good in the community. Cool. I like that idea. That's all we got. Would you guys use it if you were single? I'd like to volunteer. Sure. (laughs) Why not? Yeah. Speaking of volunteer, don't forget to check out Community Community Bucket Bucket. on June, September September 21st. I'll tell you about our nonprofit. Zilka Botanical Gardens. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a good one. Find them on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and have a nice list put together of restaurants you need to try out. Don't forget to visit Kelsey's website at www.somuchlife.com or on Instagram at somuchlifeblog. We've also got some great interviews scheduled in the upcoming weeks that you won't want to miss. Remember to subscribe on iTunes. That way you get a little notification when our latest episode comes out each week. One more thing. Oh, we forgot to say, oh. check out her book, Awesome oh, Food yeah. Crawls. Awesome check food out the Amazon book on Amazon. Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble. You won't be Sorry. disappointed. We love a five-star rating if deserved. And please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. Until next week, Austin. Cheers.